for Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The round ball with Dom and Dodzy. Yes, and a very good afternoon, evening to you. Welcome to another Wednesday edition of The Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy. All thanks to Hyundai, of course. You can enjoy Hyundai's generous cash back. Dom Renato with you, and uh, uh, not alongside me, but over there is the former Adelaide United captain. Very hard to believe, uh, really, that he was, but he is and was and whatever. Travis Dodd. Tom Ronaldo. How are we? It's always your pleasure. No, it's not my pleasure. Trust me, it's uh, under sufferance. Um, Still no one's kicking any ball in anger at the moment, but uh, how far right do you reckon that before? Because there's a lot of talk. I mean, the AFL keep talking about it's going to start soon, it's going to start soon. They don't really know, but it's more wishing. What's your gut feel when uh, our game's going to be kicking off anywhere in the world, you think? I know Germany were talking about starting soon. Yeah, Germany, China were on that. um, they they got that bucket list of... uh, in terms of time frame that they want to kick off. My gut feel, I don't know, I can't see it happening for a little while yet. Um, well, in the local, like, say, the NPO level, would that, that'll, you think, would that kick off before the A-League if that ever kicks off? Well... Or recommences? Quite, yeah, quite possibly, because, I mean, if you look at the, the progress that South Australia's made in terms of the COVID-19, uh, no new cases in three or four days which is great uh, it's great discipline i guess from the the public uh and basically the 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 premier runs the state how he wants uh, yeah. and can lift restrictions as he sees fit so hopefully um we can start up sooner rather than later but in saying that the the football the, or the federation south australia um what is it football south australia yeah football, yeah, football south, australia, south australia, australia nowadays yep uh, they've postponed or cancelled everything until the end of this month which is not too far away uh, and they're going to be reviewing at, uh, at the end of April so now you're involved with the uh, local MPL team Metro stars uh, what has your club been uh, kept up to date by the Federation here in South Australia about what's going on what may happen what we're doing what we could be doing have you heard anything well funnily enough I did speak to our president today uh, and they are in contact with the the Federation uh, at regular intervals and uh, we'll be speaking to to Mark Brazali from Croydon Kings uh, later this evening and uh, get a bit of an update on where they stand in terms of the clubs and and the actual uh, dialogue they've had with the Federation because not only does it become now for the for the NPL about when do we start if we start it also becomes a factor of player wages yeah now how do clubs afford to pay the uh, the wages of the players when you know potentially they haven't had sponsorship money coming in because businesses are suffering uh they've got player fees the junior fees that potentially are getting refunded because well they have to be refunded let's face it they're not playing well i think that's all still up in the air because juniors could still have a season they could still play yeah well look i know i know metro uh are Banking on the fact that they can still play the the juniors at some stage this season, uh, look, I and think, that's so they can get the money basically. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I think financially it will cripple all clubs mm. uh, if if they have to go back and uh, and refund a, a whole heap of junior fees. And look, from from a parent's perspective, uh, you can understand, you know, and you want your money back because 
you know, potentially times are tough uh, for individual families and you know, job losses. Yeah. So every dollar counts. Yeah, is, absolutely. Uh, time. Well, that's a good point because uh, a lot of those parents, maybe some might be well off, they don't need it, but there would be a lot that, uh, you know, it's not cheap uh, having your youngster play in any level of underage players for whatever reason. So I think if, uh, you know, they really need to look at giving money back to parents who are in need of that, if they're, especially if they haven't got a job or they've been laid off. Yeah, and you potentially... you. Potentially talking about a thousand bucks per child. You got a couple um, of kids there. That's two grand. Well, you'd be you're looking at an average uh, across the league. It would have to be around that thousand dollar mark, surely. Yeah. So, uh, or if not, very very close to it. All right. Well, as well as Mark Rosali, as you mentioned later on in the program, uh, shortly we're going to catch up uh, with uh, Stefan Mork, the uh, Adelaide United midfielder. Of course, he's a part of the PFA too, I believe. Uh, Trev, is that right? He is. He's yeah. a player representative for Adelaide United. and We'll see what he says. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure as a PFA delegate, uh, he's in constant contact with the PFA and, and kept up to date with uh, where things are at. So hopefully he can provide some insight onto that. And in our Aussies Abroad segment, even though he does play abroad, but he's uh, back in Australia at the moment, uh, Ben Garuccio, who applies uh, his trade with... Uh, Hearts, isn't it? Hearts. Yeah, Hearts. Uh, of course, former Adelaide United uh, defender will catch up with him. So a lot lot of people to catch up with and, of course, uh, a lot of things to talk about. Now, you did mention the federations, local federations. Interesting article yesterday in the Sydney Morning Herald that uh, former Socceroo goalkeeper Mark Schwarzer has uh, asked for all the state federations to be removed. Very interesting one there. So what are your thoughts? He's saying that the federations are holding the game back because of self-interest. Firstly... Uh, do you agree with that? And secondly, what are your thoughts about it? Well, I think most definitely the the federations, the state federations and territories, they are concerned about their their own backyard. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, I don't really understand how it would work uh, if the FFA was to be the governing body of yeah, every state, basically, uh, yeah, of, of all of it. Because yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, well, I it's guess possible. Yeah, well, anything's possible, I guess. But um, interestingly, you know, Schwartz has said in in his interview, and it, it all came from the the Golden Generation get together that that was uh, on this week. Uh, we had it was on Optus, wasn't it? It was on yep. Optus Sports. Yeah, a few of the greats. We had uh, Schwartz, Aloisi, Viduka, Skoko, Vinigrella, yeah. and I believe there's one more that is just not going to come to me right now. But um, Schwartz has said that the AFL, the AFL receives double the funding, uh, but they only have half the participants. Yes, Why? Uh, the unified, the, the unified, the head of the AFL goes there in charge of a unified game. We have the FFA in charge of trying to control the A League, which is not happening anymore, and the national teams, and then the states going down to their own states going to their own governments to seek funding. We're mm. so disjointed. We're not a unified uh, unit. It makes a fair point, though. I must admit that it's a fair point. Well, it does. Um, yeah, look, uh, they, the, those, that golden generation, they, they were quite, I guess, controversial. Uh, and well, I, w- I shouldn't say controversial. They spoke their mind. Um, Which is what we like to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it came up with uh, quite a few suggestions and, and things that they see wrong with the game at the moment. Um Yossip Skoko, I think, was the other one, mm-hmm. if I didn't mention Yeah, it. no, you mentioned Skoko. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to take more than you know six people sitting around their computers um, to <laughs> to fix this. Mm. Uh, no doubt, James Johnson, who's the the new CEO of the FFA, has got a huge task ahead of him, and has mentioned that you know, 
during this period, it's it's time to sit down and reflect on uh, where the league is at and you know, look what we can do to, to improve. Well, I guess that's because there is nothing happening. People have got more time to think now. Though they're just sitting down and coming up with suggestions. But I don't think it's completely out of the question. Uh, whether it will work or not is another story. I guess it's... Uh, I guess you could say, well, why don't we get all the state parliaments and just have the federal parliament looking after every state? Would that work? You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Like, yeah. Let there be one governing body, basically, uh, uh, looking after the whole game in Australia, which I don't think is a bad thing if you've got the right people to do that job. So is that, uh, in terms of the AFL, and I'd, I'd like to do a bit more research on this and, and find out exactly how that works, because... You've got the the sandful, the the waffle, and the, the VFL, and and that kind of stuff. Is that, that all administered by the AFL? Well, no. Well, that, no. They've got all their own state um, uh, uh, football in, in in our state, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they are the 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 bosses, I guess. You know, they're the ones that rule the roost. And, and like if the uh, the local league here, the SANFL were to say blah, 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 I think the AFL can come over the top. I could be speaking out of school here, but I think that's how it works, where the AFL are the governing body. But at the end of the day, they're the ones pumping out all the money. They are, absolutely. And and look, this was only one point of many that uh, these guys were talking about. They were also speaking about aligning the, the leagues with Asia, the A-League with Asian yeah. timeline because uh, we see the the Asian Champions League how that's you know, it doesn't match up uh, and I think it is important to be honest that that we are lined up with the other leagues in in our confederation it just yeah. doesn't make sense that we go the opposite it comes down to the dollars and the TV and <laughs> we're dictated by by that and it's very difficult to compete with the, the AFL and the NRL. Well, it is, and you're right. It always does come down to the uh, the cash register, the dollars and cents, and obviously we're still waiting to find out about Fox Sports, whether they are uh, in it or are they out of it. Uh, we still don't know yet. They also mentioned, though, that the NPL leagues should be aligned with the A-League, and I agree with that as well because it gives an opportunity for the the NPL players to step up into the A League. Yeah. Uh, if if players so have, the league's on at the same time. Yeah. So the so if an A League club yeah. has an injury spot available, they can get a player that is currently playing. You know, they they're not in the off season or you yeah. know that kind of stuff, which does happen at the moment. Uh, yeah. Marries up the FFA Cup as well. Food for thought. All right, we're going to take a short break. And on the other side of the break, uh, we're going to uh, catch up with uh, the Adelaide United midfielder, Stefan Mork. I wonder what he's doing. I know that he's uh, actually uh, in Brisbane at the moment. He's got his girlfriend up there. We'll find out uh, what's going on. And also, of course, as, as you mentioned, Trav, he is uh, representing Adelaide United at the uh, PFA to see uh, what the latest is on that. Uh, you're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. And remember, we're here thanks to Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback across all petrol and diesel SUVs. We'll be back right after this. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzy. And welcome back to the round ball. Dom Renato and Travis Stodd here tonight. And of course, we are here thanks to Hyundai and enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. And uh, Trav, uh, as we mentioned before the break, uh, we thought we'd ca- we've been trying to catch up with this guy for a couple of weeks, but for whatever reason, it never happened, uh, Trav, but it has now. And that is the uh, midfielder of Adelaide United. And that is Stefan Mork. Uh, Stefan, thanks for your time this afternoon or this evening. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, how are you enjoying isolation? Are you having a ball? Uh, yeah, it's, it's 
been all right. Uh, trying to get out and do some exercise in the morning um, and then get into a little bit of a routine in the afternoon and then go for another walk in, in the afternoon and go to the shops if we need to. So it's, it's not all doom and gloom, but uh, I definitely enjoy um, getting out there and training as a team a lot better than doing it on my own. Yeah, I bet. Do you, uh, do you keep in touch with the teammates? Yeah, so we've got, a, I guess, a group WhatsApp and a group Snapchat um, where I guess we'll talk a little bit. Um, but it's probably been, the longer it's gone on, the less, I guess, chat there's been um, in those. Um, I think everybody's just trying to to find their own routine and, and to be motivated and everything like that. Um, but we've got a, a couple, I guess, important uh, meetings coming up, I think, over Zoom and stuff like that um, where we'll find out a bit more information, hopefully, in the next week or so. Uh, Stephen, just talking about that, as a, as a PFA delegate, uh, how often uh, is the PFA in contact with you, keeping you up to date with what's happening, I guess in particular with the, the Foxtel stuff and, and the payments? Yeah, so the first, uh, I don't even know how long we've been in the, the isolation or the <laughs> downfall, but probably the first three, I'd say three weeks, almost daily, um, daily, every second day at least. Um, and then since probably, I reckon, the last week when uh, things seem to not slow down, there was meant to be a conversation with Fox and FSA that kept getting postponed. Um, and uh, now they've just told us, I think it's still scheduled. I guess we were meant to be making another announcement with FSA was tomorrow. Um, so I think Stephen, your phone, Steph, Steph, your phone's just dropping out a little bit. Uh, you're obviously going for a walk. As uh, must be on the beach because I can hear the ocean. <laughs> oh, um, I'm out. I'm outside. Oh. I've got all four four G and four bars. Um, oh, that, that's what she said. But yeah, just try and keep still. <laughs> anyway, yep. Okay. Um, yep. So do you want to ask? Yeah, no. Keep going. Yeah, no. you can hear. Yep. yep. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so we've got a conversation which we'll have, I think, tomorrow, um, and then hopefully we'll find find out a bit more. In regards to the PFA, uh, Stefan, there was a hardship fund, or there's always been a hardship fund. Is, uh, is the PFA making that available to players? Because it's uh, quite a significant thing to have money one day and then it's gone the next. Uh, so is the, is the PFA able to assist players uh, in any sense like that? Yeah, so they've, um, they have obviously, like you said, they've had that and, and they are making that available for players that aren't uh, able to receive the JobKeeper mainly. Um, so I think any players um, from that are international players obviously aren't able to receive the JobKeeper payment um, and I think there might be a couple clubs that maybe aren't applying for it. Um, I don't know 100% on that one, but anyone that's not able to that, they would definitely be making that available. And I think if there's any players with... Um, you know, outstanding bills um, outside of that or on top of that, um, like what it's there for. Um, I think they will be doing everything they can to support um, players that are really struggling financially. I think the A-League's in a pretty good position because of such a long off-season, uh, Steph. Uh, regardless of when things are uh, back back on deck again, at least you can a- actually finish the season because uh, there's, the season won't start again till October, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's... Um, that's something that would be good if we can do like, sooner rather than later finish this season and then um, if we do need to take, you know, like you said, we've got a long off-season, so that pre-season, if that's shortened, um, I think every single player in the league will be happy with a shortened pre-season rather than the four months. Um, 
But yeah, it's something that we're we're lucky compared to probably the other two codes at the moment, or even the leagues overseas that normally only have six weeks off in between. Um, they're going to be struggling to fit games in, where we shouldn't have an issue with that. How have you find? How have you found your time with Adelaide United uh, this season in particular? We've seen you play probably out of position more often than not uh, at right back or on the wing. Um, what's been the messages, I guess, from Verbeek there and the reasoning for, for putting you in those positions rather than you know, in that, that central midfield role that we see you most often? Yeah, uh, it's been uh, a little bit, probably the most of my career where I've played um, out of position, um, which is not obviously what I came to Adelaide for, um, but in saying that, you know, when I came, there was obviously quite a few injuries in certain positions and, um, that first game I played in midfield and sort of did quite well and then the next week Strain was out and, and they just said well we don't really trust trust anyone else at right back um, Maroney was still injured then um, and they said we think you know, you'll be able to do a job there um, you know, aggressive and um, you can get forward and I guess you know I was there two weeks at that stage so I'm not going to turn around and say to the coach no I don't want to play there um, <laughs> even though it's probably probably the most uncomfortable I've ever felt on a football field and um, I just tried to do my best, and then when I came, when I then started playing again, was on the wing. Um, and again, it's not obviously my my preferred position. I'm not the the quickest of players, and, and being on the wing, not being too quick, um, makes it hard. But you know, you you do what you can for the team, and um, it's all part of learning. And um, disappointing, we're not getting the best of results. Um, hopefully, once we come back, this is, this break has, has done us good. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, your season was very, very inconsistent. And near the end, before it did go on a break, it was, uh, well, the wheels were starting to fall off, really. Let's be honest, Stefan. Do you think this break, if you do get back, might be uh, an advantage that you could uh, press the reset button and uh, let's see if we can do it right when we go back? Yeah, I think 100%. Definitely. Um, it's going to feel almost like a completely different season coming back. Um, we're not even going to know who really is going to be coaching us, depending when the season starts. Um, so there's going to be a lot of. Um, unknowns and a lot of things that are thrown thrown up um, probably last minute that we have to adjust to. Um, we don't know how long we're going to have back once the season does commence um, to get fit, so it's probably up to every player to be keeping as fit as possible and, and that's probably going to be, I would say, the biggest one is um, Travis and Noah if you come back to pre-season um, not in good shape, you're always you know, step behind, so this is even more important when you're probably going to only have two weeks um, to adjust to it. I personally think it's a great opportunity now for Adelaide United to give uh, a local coach an opportunity. Verbeek has gone home. And in saying that now, are you in contact with the coaches? Uh, in, do they touch base with you regarding programs or anything like that? Uh, so when we first got stood down, we got a program from the strength and conditioning coach. Um, and that was a, a four-week program of what to do. Um, and then since, uh, obviously, Verbeek's gone back... Um, We've got, a, again, another group WhatsApp message where Cole did message him and said, oh, if anybody's got any questions or anything, please don't hesitate to, to contact him. Um, and now that program that we got given as, you know, we're, we're stood down, we haven't been given a new program, but I guess you can keep doing that. And, and it's really just up to every, um, every player to really keep fit um, and motivated um, because once we do come back, um, it is going to be, it's going to be a massive one. You don't want to get injured as soon as you come back. Um, and depending if there is a new coach or if Cole takes over, I'm not sure what's happening. He doesn't want to be able to impress straight away as well. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. Actually, is there a reason why you're in Brisbane? Are you going to get fitter in Brisbane than here in Adelaide there, <laughs> Stefan? Yeah, doing doing the heat thing. Altitude. Yeah, every day, so. <laughs> yeah, the altitude. Because well, you, your girlfriend uh, is from Brisbane, is that right? 
Uh, she's from Adelaide, but she's been working in Brisbane when I was here and hadn't um, got a move or a transfer within the work yet, so I couldn't leave her on her own. So. <laughs> what a guy. So, does, yeah, that, exactly. does that mean you're stuck there now during yeah. this, uh, the rest of this isolation period? Um, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I guess the borders would need to be reopened. Um, I don't know how it will work with me, obviously, being an Adelaide resident. I think I could come back into Adelaide, depending on what the laws are at the time. Um, also, it's for work purposes. Obviously, there's um, certain, certain, I guess, relaxation on the rules if it's for work. Um, but if I needed to do two weeks in isolation, then I would just, um, I'd need to be notified, I guess, we're going to get a little bit of time before when we know the, the training's going to commence again. All right, Stefan. Well, uh, thanks for your time uh, on the uh, on the round ball, Stefan, and uh, make sure you behave yourself while you're there in Brisbane and keep training. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, guys. All the best, mates. All the best, yeah. Thank See you, you buddy. Bye-bye. That's uh, Stefan Mork, uh, the Adelaide United uh, uh, midfielder. So well, it's nice that he's gone to keep his girlfriend company. Can't leave her on your own. You'd do the same... F- the, no, you wouldn't do the, the same for yours. We, no, the things we do for love. Eh, <laughs> you Don? would not do that. I can see you. You would be happy if she went to another state. Say, so I'll see you in a few months. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Not at all. I love my wife very, very much. It's a shame she can't say the same about you. All right, that was Stefan Mork. Now we're going to take a short break because after the break uh, on our uh, Aussies Abroad segment, it's uh, or young man who's back in Adelaide now. Well, supplies his trade in uh, Scotland. Ben uh, Garuccio will have a chat to him uh, right after the break. And remember, we're here thanks to Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback across all petrol and diesel SUVs. We'll be back right after the break. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. And welcome back. We are coming around the home turn. Trav, you can just about see the finishing line Just from when here. I kick into gear around the home stretch, just put no, the you turbos only, on. Actually, what I've noticed, I should tell you, you kick into gear when we're finished for some unknown reason. I don't know. Uh, we're here, Save thanks the best to, to last. Thanks to Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback across all petrol and diesel SUVs. It is the Round Ball. We're here every Wednesday from uh, 5.30. Now we've uh, spoken to... Uh, uh, players overseas and uh, in the A-League. Now it's time to turn our attention to the local league, uh, Trav, and you're very familiar with that because uh, you pretend to, yes, be a, pretend to be an assistant coach at Metro Stars. Well, this time we got one who was a real coach and uh, nowadays he's a football director for uh, the Croydon Kings and lucky he's got a job for a living, but let's uh, welcome Mark Brazale to the round ball. How are you, Mark? Brother. Nice to have your company. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you going? Doing okay, mate. Does it feel really weird like the rest of us that uh, nothing's happening on the field? Uh, yeah, starting to now. I think the first couple, the first month or so, you know, it wasn't too bad because uh, I suppose you know we all started pre-season training or with the juniors and everybody, uh, you know, middle of November. Uh, and I suppose it was like oh, we're going to have a break for a couple of weeks, and that couple of weeks was uh, obviously two months ago. So it's starting to get uh, itchy feet to get back into it, definitely. Well, so, Hopefully, hopefully we get some good news in the next month. Yeah, well, fingers crossed that will happen, and I've got a funny feeling it might happen, especially your club, because you've just made a new move, because you've got out of your old uh, club there on the South Road, at, uh, and you, you're trying to make a transition, but all of a sudden everything comes yep. to a stop. How's it going to affect your club, in, in, even not only your club, but most NPL clubs financially with all this uh, non-event, sponsors not sort of giving you money, the juniors aren't playing? How do you think it's going to affect most NPL clubs? Oh, definitely, it's a big impact. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, uh, the sponsorship, unless you received the sponsorship prior to uh, the shutdown, 
you would have been pretty lucky, and a lot, a lot, I think a lot of clubs by then would have got major, the major sponsors and all that in place. But there was always there's always going to be lagging sponsors coming in, and uh, you know, I look at part of our club. You know, there's been a few that uh, that have pulled the pin on us. So, to, to answer your question, does it affect? Uh, it definitely affects. It definitely affects all of us. Um, you know, it definitely affects not playing. Uh, you know, the the income every week of. Uh, you know, um, uh, the gate takings, the the food at the bar, the uh, food at the the kiosk, the, the bar facilities, which obviously always generates money to, to pay for your bills. And the bills are, you know, it's not just a matter of playing. It's, uh, you know, your rates and taxes and water bills and this. You know, these, these things still have to keep going. You can't just leave your ground sitting there doing nothing. So you've still got to cut your grounds and you've still got to water them and you've still got to... Uh, have some sort of electricity running, so there's still bills to be paid. So, yeah, Mark, difficult. Where do where does where do the clubs stand? Uh, and has there been any dialogue with the FSA if the league does start up again this season, in terms of playing paying player wages because the the incomes are as you said they're significantly down. How are clubs going to be able to afford to pay player wages? Yeah, look, I mean, there's been discussions, uh, you know, uh, up and down along the way, uh, not so much directly with the Federation, but I suppose between clubs and, you know, we all talk to each other and, uh, you know, we're all friendly with certain clubs and, you know, these discussions have been coming up. Um, look, it's something where uh, obviously has to be addressed. Um, where it starts with, with I'm, not, I'm not 100% yet, you know. I mean, where, where do you start? Uh, my, my biggest feeling has always been, and it's not so much the coronavirus coming in and what the predicament that we're in is, is, you know, the player wages of our uh, senior players, you know, in the last probably, or whatever, say 10 years, you know, has, has jumped twofold. And I think, and no disrespect to some of the players, I think... Uh, you know, we're at a stage where I think our wage bills and, and our paying our senior players is way over the mark. You know, we, if we look at and we compare ourselves as uh, the top level uh, sporting team in, foot, in, in soccer, uh, I'll call it football because I still call it football, yeah. uh, in, South, in South Australia, you know, we're equivalent to, say, the SNFL in, in football. Yeah. Right? Take, for instance. Now, if you look at an average player in SNFL, the average player wage earning is probably between 400 to 500 bucks a week. That's an average of SNFL. But they're drawing eight to 900 people a game. Mm. We're paying, our average now in this league is probably between five and 550. So higher than that. So we're higher than SNFL. And we're drawing in uh, three cats and a dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two dogs, actually. Or last time Two dogs. Depends. Depends if the gates are open with yeah. an extra doggy. <laughs> All right? but, but, but if you shut the gate, you might get, you know, you know you're lucky you might still have done. Then the rats start coming so, in. Well, you know, you've got to be careful of them too. Don't bring any chips. <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean, guys? It's, if you look at realistically, yeah. and all jokes aside, SNFL, you know, we, we look at codes and what they're doing. They're, they're attracting 800 people a game, average. We're attracting nothing, a couple of hundred if we're lucky. But our player wages are, are you know, probably... 30% more than what they are. Why? 40% maybe. Actually, in some cases, 
100%. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I've been saying that for a while. Maybe this is a good good, good chance to reset all that and uh, start again and maybe pay the players what they're worth, not what they're demanding, because as you, and you know too well, <clears throat> so yep. does Travis, that you know they want more than they want because they look at the, the next player in another team, he's getting that much, I should get this much. Or what some, I think I heard some of the SNFL clubs saying they're willing to start their season and they'll even play for nothing. Maybe that's what they should do for the rest of this season is play for nothing. Well, the, well if, there's another scenario to that uh, too, Dom. Is, is if you look at the SNFL, their junior ranks, their their kids, their kids are their kids to play junior football. And I've spoken to a few people. Now, I'm, I'm not 100 percent on this, but their junior kids are only paying about 150 bucks to 200 bucks to play for a football club. Yep. Okay, we're charging between 1,000 and 1,500 bucks a kid. Way too much. What? Okay, why are we charging that? Is because we've become lazy and we can. And yeah. what that means is, is we're we're charging a thousand fifteen hundred bucks a game so we can play our first team players. Mm-hmm. Now you you start charging kids in this league, and this is my belief and this is my opinion. I think all kids should be all clubs should be had mandatory no more than seven hundred bucks a game, uh, seven hundred dollars a kid. Yep. I, don't, I think okay. that's and a very good idea. And it, depends, and it depends on what level. Might come down State League, might come down State League 2. But definitely NPL, no more than 700 bucks. Then you might stop these clubs. They're not earning as much money, so they can't pump that money into their first thing. All of a sudden, more kids can play, more kids want to play at a club. So I think our biggest issue isn't so much playing, pay, paying the, club, the first team players so much money, I think we have to reduce our juniors. It is a big problem. It's ridiculous that we're charging thousand to fifteen hundred bucks uh, for a junior to play. Yeah, some people some people might have two kids at a club, Dom. Yes, three grand. Well, well, I did. I had two kids at a club at one stage, and it yeah. was costing me a fortune. And uh, and then you know you don't even know if they're going to continue their football career anyway. So a lot of these families can't even afford it. There may be some that will no. you know they'll give them the best soccer boots, but there's a lot that just cannot afford it. But you know, I think this is, uh, because we're going to go shortly here, Mark, I think it's a good yep. opportunity to re- press the reset button and let's start again. Yep. And, uh, and, 100%. And they've got to, got to realise, see, these players got to realise that these NPL clubs aren't flushed with funds. Uh, so no. I think they sometimes forget that. But it also comes down to the clubs taking a stand yep. as well and being united and on that front because too often we see players bargaining against each other. Yeah, and that's the main players. problem. Hey, Marco, uh, we could speak all day about yep. this topic, but uh, yep. thanks, no for your, thanks for your time, and, and just as well, you're a rich man, otherwise uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd be uh, I'd be sending some donations your way. <laughs> Tom, all I'm here is paying bills, mate. That's all we do these days of life. <laughs> that's, what tra- that's what Travis says. Uh, good on you, Mark. Thanks for your time, buddy. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Take thanks care. That's uh, Mark Brazali, the uh, football director of uh, the Croydon Kings. He makes some good points. We're running out of time, but he made some very good points there. It is, and it is something that, that the clubs do need to come together and stay strong. But all it takes is one club to break away from that and yep. and offer the ridiculous money. Then it just starts that spiral. Yep. Well, that just about sums it up uh, for us here too. We've got to go. Thanks to our good friends at uh, Hyundai, of course. A little goes a long way with Hyundai's generous cashback across petrol and diesel SUVs and, of course, SA Power Networks empowering women's football in South Australia. Thanks for joining us tonight on The World Game. We'll catch you again next uh, Wednesday at 5.30. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA.
the round ball with Dom and Dodsey. Yes, and welcome back to the round ball. Nice to have your company on this uh, Wednesday night. Dom Ronaldo and Travis Dodd here in the studio. Just what are you scribbling again? What are you scribbling? You just scribble on I'm things. Making notes. They're, no, you're not. You're, scri- you're, you're doodling. Stop doodling. Now, we're here for Hyundai, of course. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback across all petrol and diesel SUVs. And you know what it's time for now, uh, Trav? I certainly do. What? It's time for Aussies Abroad. Aussies Abroad. Thanks to Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. Amazing. You are listening. Yes, it is uh, time for our Aussies Abroad segment. Thanks to Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And, uh, well, this guy ordinarily, Trav, would be abroad as we speak. But because of the COVID-19, he's come back to Adelaide for a bit of a holiday. And the one guy I'm talking about, of course, is uh, Ben Garuccia, who uh, plies his trade in uh, Scotland for hearts. But, uh, Ben, thanks for joining us here in Adelaide. Is it good to be in Adelaide or would you rather be kicking a ball in Scotland? <laughs> Uh, it is, it's nice to be back, um, but it is obviously a little bit bittersweet. You know, the weather the weather's a little bit better over here, I can't lie. Um, <laughs> but obviously, yeah, it just feels all a little bit abnormal at the moment. It's just, you know, really strange circumstances. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, Scotland is not the warmest place on on our planet. How do you cope with the, uh, with the temperatures over there? Yeah, that's definitely one of the hardest things, to be honest, to adapt to. Apart from that, it's it's actually pretty easy. Um, English speaking and it is very similar to Australia in a lot of ways um, so yeah the UK is really really good but yeah it's just the weather is quite horrible um, most of the time but yeah it's just something you've got to get used to. Well you're back in Adelaide now so while you're here in Adelaide do they have they given you a, a training schedule to just to keep yourself fit and wait for the call up when you have to go back again? Yeah basically we're just obviously everyone's just trying to stay fit I'm sure it's the same with the A-League boys at the moment it's just yeah it's a little bit of a strange scenario because we don't exactly know when we'll be able to start training again Um, so at the moment it's just touch and go and obviously you know everyone would be trying to keep fit and make sure they're ready to go again when when we when it does resume but no one actually knows when that is at the moment. Well, uh, you guys are in a, a precarious position at Hearts, uh, bottom of the table, and there is talk that uh, you could be even relegated without you know, the finishing the season off. Where does that where does that all stand, and what's the update and the latest there? Yeah, it is it's a really strange one. It's been a really tough season for for the boys, and um, yeah, it's you know obviously not a position that we thought we would be in at the start of the year. You know, we were in the cup final last year and um, top of the league for the first 10 games. And then this year it's just sort of been a, a pretty a pretty bad spiral. Um, just can't seem to get the results together. So it's a little bit disappointing. But obviously, yeah, we thought we'd still have, you know, another another eight games to sort of to, to bring that back. And obviously now they're saying that that could be taken away and it's sort of looking like that we could be relegated without actually finishing those games. So, yeah, it's just obviously really really abnormal um you know when you when you play football you think okay there's 38 games in the season and that's definitely what we're going to be playing but you know no one's ever really seen a situation like this before so it's just yeah it is it's a bit strange it's a little bit scary at the moment but we're just waiting to see what what will actually happen with it but what's happened to to your team i mean uh, uh, in outside of uh, rangers and celtic hearts is up there too is one of the big clubs uh, why the spiral what's happened during the season yeah, it's just, I honestly can't put a finger on it. You know, the, the group of boys that we've got are really good. Um, we're, we're all tight near, you know, some of the some of the players that we've got in there, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, Stephen Naismith and things like that. You know, we've got a really, really good squad. Um, I'd say probably the squad's stronger this year than it was last season. But, 
um, unless you really have played before and been in that situation, it's just hard to put your finger on it sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, um, we can't get those results. And then, you know, it seems like every week it's, it's the same sort of scenario where you go one goal down and maybe, you know, you lose belief and things like that and you start getting a bit of stick from fans and things like that. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot tougher over there with, with relegation and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, you really do start to feel the pressure sometimes. Ben, I think you're just being a bit modest there. You can say it's because you weren't available for the first part of the season. Uh, with injury, how, how, is, uh, how is the injury coming along? You're fully fit now? Yeah, yeah, uh, really good. So I got back just before um, the winter break in, in December. Um, so, yeah, played, played a game before December. And then after that, um, after the, the winter break, played a few games as well. Um, not as many as I would have liked. But, yeah, I feel really, really good. Um, back fit. I'm, I'm fitter than, you know, before I actually had the injury. So, yeah, it was good. Um, it's given me a lot of time to reflect on, you know, the things that I was doing before and, um, definitely come back a lot stronger and a lot fitter and, you know, I've hopefully matured a bit through this injury as well. Ben, with this, this break and the, I guess the shockwaves and not being able to apply your trade and that kind of stuff, does it, does it make you reflect and think about life after football and, and what that could possibly look like for you? Yeah, 100%. I think not just that, but I think even, you know, during your career, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of people say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to um, chase money and those sorts of things. And I think this really will change it for people. Um, you know, when when they do get an offer like that, you, you you don't know how long your career actually will be or when something like this could hit again. Um, and I think you will sort of start to see um, people's decisions reflect that a little bit um, from now on because no one's really seen this sort of thing before. And, you know, nothing is um, definite in the future. Well, all you have to do is ask Trav there, Ben, because now he's got to work for a living. <laughs> And, exactly and, right. and I have to spend more time with Dom. So, oh, shut up. Yeah, so you need to stay fit for as long as you can. Yeah, let's get back to uh, back, back to some common sense here. Hey, Ben, how did you find the uh, transition from the A-League to the Scottish League? A bit of a jump? Yeah, it's um, it's a lot different. You know, the style of football is a lot different, obviously. Coming coming from Australia and the A-League, um, everyone's sort of used to, you know, trying to play football, playing out from the back, and that's sort of the philosophy that, um, you know, I've been brought up with. Um, whereas over there, you know, it does tend to be a little bit different sometimes. It's a little bit more direct and not so much playing out from the back, um, especially the lower teams. They don't really take a lot of risks. So some of the games can tend to be a little bit ugly. Um, I'm probably <laughs> not not too surprising with me saying that. But obviously, yeah, some of the games, you know, when you play against, especially the cup games and things like that, they can sometimes get a little bit ugly. Um, for a little guy like myself, it's probably not ideal. I'd rather the ball on the ground. But, um, yeah, that's, that's just how it is. What about living in another country? You left your comfort zone here in Adelaide. It's all comfy, you know. Mum's doing a nice plate of pasta every night. And all of a sudden, you're off on the other side of the world, don't know any people, uh, the weather's cold. How did you find all that? Was that hard to adjust to? Plus the chips and curry sauce. Plus the chips and curry. What? <laughs> chips yeah. and curry. Okay. Yeah. Oh. The, um... I definitely do miss the um, the restaurants and things like that in Australia. It's definitely not the same standard over there. But um, no, nah, it's actually, I've been really lucky, obviously. When I got over there, um, Ollie Bazanic signed there and so did Ryan Edwards. So we had three Aussies, which was probably, you know, I was so lucky. Not many people would have that in their first move overseas. So I think that really made it a lot easier for me at the beginning. Um, and now, you know, obviously I, I get along well with, with most of the boys in the team and, 
I've met obviously boys from other countries and things like that. So no, we all get along really well, and that made it really really easy. But obviously, the fact that it is an English speaking country, um, and you know, so many things are similar to Australia, that that made it a lot easier as well. Is it as cutthroat as they say? Like you know, you go to a new club and the players look at you; they don't know who you are. And you think, oh, he's going to try and take my position. Is it like that, or or is it better or I worse? Think obviously, a little bit, a little bit at the start. You know, the 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 boys maybe can be a little bit standoffish, but. It's just like anything, you know, once once you get there and, you know, they learn who you are and they see that you're working hard just like them, then they do take you in really quickly. And obviously, um, I'm not sure if it was just our club, but the club, like the boys are really, really good. Um, all the backroom staff and everything, they, they treat you like one of their own. So, no, it's been really, really good. I can't, I can't fault anything like that at the club. It's been really, really good. Now, Dom, the, the chips and curry sauce comment was oh, yeah. from, from my trip to Scotland last year for my brother's wedding. Uh, chips and curry sauce is... is Apparently a thing there. Okay, and it, I had it. It was delicious. Oh, okay. Actually delicious. Well, well, I got Italian background. We eat proper food. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, ben, I know. it is. What What about the the fans and the support that you get there? That would be, uh, I dare say, significantly different uh, here in the A League. <laughs> yeah, our fans are our fans are incredible. Obviously, this year we're sitting bottom of the league, and we still get about seventeen, eighteen thousand to every game. So. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, they they come no matter what. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different to, to what I've seen um, in the A League, but obviously, they really live and breathe football over there. You know, it's it's the number one sport. That and rugby, they're absolutely crazy for it. And the Scots themselves, uh, <laughs> they wear their heart on their sleeve. So they do. They love their sport. They love being a part of um, that sort of thing. And yeah, it's it's really good. It's so good to play in front of. You know, and then you play. Celtic and Rangers, and you're and you're playing in front of you know sixty five thousand. It's crazy. What about uh, when you're walking around on the streets? Do the fans uh, stop you for the photos? Do they do they give you a stick when when times are tough? And are they jumping on the bandwagon uh, with you when when times are going well as well? And can you understand them? <laughs> yeah, the accent was one thing. The, the Edinburgh accent's not too bad. The Glasgow accent's probably a little bit stronger, but um. No, nah, yeah, they're good, to be honest. They actually are, like, really respectful. I live right in the middle of the of the city, and to be honest, a lot of people probably recognise you and don't actually um, tend to bother you that much. So um, different maybe on a on a Saturday night if you've had a win. But, um, no, nah, they're, they're really good. Everyone's really good. Everyone's really welcoming, obviously. Um, and then you've got the HID supporters as well, and they'll probably give you a bit of stick if they see you. <laughs> I bet they would. Well, just in closing, do you still keep in touch, and do you keep an eye on Adelaide United while, you, while you've been over there? Yeah, I watch as many A-League games as I can. Um, we've got the, I've obviously still got my Foxtel back home, so I use my, um, my online Foxtel, and I watch <laughs> them. Um, some of the games are a little bit early. They kick off at 5, 6 o'clock, but... Usually there'll be an 8, eight o'clock game, so sometimes when I get to training, I'll, I'll watch it when I'm getting ready for training and things like that. So, yeah, definitely um, definitely keep up to, up to date. Does, uh, does your good mate Stefan Moore, because we spoke to him not long ago, does he keep you up to date with what's going on behind the scenes? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, not, it's much nicer watching him um, play now for Adelaide than, than it was for Brisbane, that's for sure. <laughs> the games are much more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Benny, uh, it's good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, it's, Alicia, you can enjoy a bit of, uh, bit of home time while you're here and before you get back to the business, and we'll, uh, we'll keep up to date with you while you're in Scotland to see how you're progressing, and uh, let's hope you can get back on the field once we uh, do start to uh, start kicking balls around, I guess. 
Yeah, 100%. Perfect. Thanks, guys. No yes, worries, mate. Ben. Thanks for, your, thanks for your time. Thanks That's uh, me. Take ben, care. Yeah, no problem, buddy. That's uh, Ben uh, Grucho. Nice lad, isn't he? He's a nice he grand. It's, but it's all the Adelaide boys, all nice grand. There are exceptions, of course, not mentioning names, but most of the Adelaide boys... Well, I happen are to you be look, look, you're looking in the mirror. I happen to be looking at you, okay? In the mirror. Oh, okay. Uh, are nicely grounded, and uh, we Stefan was a nice chat, and Ben's a nice boy. So, uh, and it's, he's doing well over there. Like you said, he did have a bit of an injury, but before he had his injury, he scored a few goals. He was doing okay. Well, it's uh, it's always and he's a defender. It's always important that uh, when you go to a new club, like he said, you just got to uh, put your head down and just work hard and, and earn the respect of your your teammates and and whatnot. And he certainly was on the right track to, to achieving that, and it's unfortunate the, the timing of all of these events. Well, it might be uh, maybe a blessing that they have had this break with the COVID-19, that he can get his injury uh, out of the way and uh, get back on the park again. So Absolutely. sometimes it works in your favour, doesn't it? Uh, ben Garuccio uh, from Hearts, of course, the Adelaide boy, as part of our Aussies Abroad segment. And remember, we're here for, uh, thanks to Hyundai. A little goes a long way with Hyundai's generous cashback across petrol and diesel SUVs. All right, we're going to take a short break. And on the other side of the break, uh, we're going to catch up with uh, Mark Brazali from uh, Croydon and talk all things local. Uh, you're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey.